Hello there and welcome back to Chat Shit, Get Fit, Fitness News, where we unpack the week's biggest news in health and fitness. I'm Bill and as always, I'm joined by Tom. Good evening. Good evening, Tom. Or morning or afternoon. Oh yeah, good point. They could be anywhere. We have, Wherever we have you're got, listening from. We've got a global audience, Tom. We are very global at this point, so um, yeah. And by the time that they actually listened to this episode, it would have been fucking days gone by. Days gone, it would be, yeah. Since this the is, original uh, recording. Wow. What a terrifying thought. We could be dead I could, by now. I could be dead by the we time. Could, exactly. We could be dead. Yeah. We literally could be dead. I don't mean to be morbid. Yeah. We could have uh, both died at the same time under mysterious circumstances. I feel like this is the, the wrong time to be bringing up death, bearing in mind one of the topics of today's episode. But this week... Yeah, do you know what? <laughs> roll into that. Yeah, let's go. This uh, is as much as morbid as it is, it yeah. goes really well. Makes a lot of sense. It wasn't even planned. <laughs> Guys, this week, we take a closer look at Bruce like Lee. What? Was it? Uh, nothing. Carry on. <laughs> right. This <laughs> this week we take a closer look at Bruce Lee was killed by overhydration, a dirty dozen list update, twelve reasons you might have an itchy bum, or pr- right. How do you say this, Tom? Prutus ani ani. I've never ever had to pronounce this in my life, so you're asking the wrong person. Basically, itchy bum in Latin is what I was trying to say. And maybe you should start smashing spoons of honey on a daily basis. Let's get into this week's fitness news. I was worried about where he's going to go with that. I thought he was going to combine the two together. <laughs> what? Like, smash Spoon- spoons of honey up your arse. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, do you imagine? <laughs> yeah, it might solve the itching. might no, make could, it worse. Who well, knows? Might, Any way might, to find out? To be fair, honey is supposed to be soothing on the skin, so maybe it will soothe the, the ring. Yeah, on the outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll put it actually inside the anus. Inside. Not about pr- internal use. Prior to, I know, ain't I? Do you like how when you buy certain like uh, ointments and it'll say, oh, for external use only? Yeah. I feel they should start putting that honey. on honey jars. Yeah, just in case someone gets the wrong idea. Well, we can explore this further because I'm fully aware I've already said let's get into the week's fitness news and the interesting new star jet. So now we're going to get into this week's fitness news. Okay, guys, we're going to start this week's fitness news with a quick thank you. So if you follow us on Instagram or YouTube, you'll notice after this episode's release that Tom's video going forward will have a brand new look. He's got a fancy light. He's got a brand new camera. And this is courtesy of the members of the society that we do in fact live in, aka our Patreon. Um, so our patrons, who kindly you know donate to us on a monthly basis, have essentially bought Tom a brand new camera. So now he looks better than ever, don't you, Tom? They have indeed. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much. I mean, the biggest surprise with this webcam in particular is uh, it's not even like the, the HD quality, which it does have, but actually it's the brightness of this light that's <laughs> yeah, attached bl- to it. <laughs> it's blinding, like, isn't it? It is massive, this light. It's immense. Like, And because I'm right next to like a little side window in my uh, office... My neighbours must think I'm like growing drugs or something. Mate, I've got a full-on studio light in front of me, and my window is right to my right. The, the, the people who put the bins out probably looking up at the window, going, "What the fuck does Geezer Oh, I wonder what his OnlyFans is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Explain the tash. But it, oh, yeah, would do. Yeah, very. Um, what's his name? What's the one for Friends? Tom Selleck. One from Friends. Tom, Tom Selleck. <laughs> How the fuck do you say, oh, the one from Friends? Oh, that's it, Tom Selleck. You could have said Magnum P.I. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, he's a bit more known. Yeah, you could have said Magnum P.I., but no, oh, the guy that was in Friends once. That shows my God, that's insulting. Yeah, I apologise. Terrible. Apologies, Mr. Selleck. You've even got a Magnum P.I. shirt. Like, <laughs> I have, actually. Yeah. What's going on? No, I'm transcending. Anyway, so thanks to our patrons. Uh, we're going to we'll call them out, guys. So a uh, big thank you to Pete, Lily, Sam, and of course producer, previous guest and long-term listener, Colleen, who to my knowledge 
is still in Newcastle. So hopefully she's safe and she's okay. Yeah, why does it sound like we're trying to make a threat? Like, first of all, we're saying, <laughs> oh, we're, oh, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll call them out. Yeah, can and we? say, oh, uh, by the way, <laughs> yeah, you uh, Colleen lives in Newcastle. Lives like, we're, not, we're not trying to stick anyone on you. Yeah, we're saying you thank know? you. So that's, that's our way of trying to say <laughs> thank you. thank you. Yeah, thank you. So thank, thank you to you guys. But it, but it does it. sound ominous. It does sound a bit dodgy, doesn't it? Next, we'll start giving away their IP addresses. Like, <laughs> I mean, guys, if you if you want to be called out or you want your IP address to be revealed, you can join Set Society. There's a link down below in the description of this podcast, so uh, check it out, and hopefully we'll see your names on the list uh, very soon. Be uh, be fantastic, and then we can maybe buy. That sounds even worse. We'll see on the list <laughs> soon. The list. Yeah, like, like it's the sort of... CIA. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. There's some yeah, up, on. on on the Clinton list, like you know, a suicide <laughs> with two bullets to the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, with your hands like... tied. Yeah, we're not really selling the Patreon here, are we? Um, well, I'm not. You're, you're, you're kind of calling yeah. me out. Um, maybe I should yeah, go on the sorry. list. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, let's um, let's get on with the news. That's why everyone's here. So first up on the news, as we did allude to, Bruce Lee and the issue of overhydration. So if you don't know who Bruce Lee is, I'd be very surprised. Um, I mean, Tom, do you want to give us an impression? You're quite good at impressions. Do you know what? Um, actually, I can't give one off of the bat. Right. But when I sneeze, I do sound like Bruce Lee. Really? I do. Actually, I'm surprised that you've never heard me do a Bruce Lee sneeze before. Well, when people sneeze, you don't really pay attention. You sort of say, bless you, and crack on. Yeah, but most people sneeze normally, whereas with me, it sounds like, it's that- like it's Jesus mega. Christ. God, someone's just fucking crashed their car here and there, straight off the line. They were on the list. Yeah. I've got our Patreons. <laughs> Fucking Pete's gone down. Oh. But yeah, my, <laughs> my sneeze uh, does sound very uh, Bruce Lee-esque. Yeah, Bruce Lee-esque, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, if, if, if you weren't aware who Bruce Lee was, because that impression probably didn't give much away, really, apart from he's very enthusiastic, um, he was a Hong Kong and American martial artist and actor, very, very famous for being an absolute weapon, notoriously known for hands that could kill. I mean, you've probably seen the video of him doing the punch thing, where he has his hand in a one-inch punch, yeah. one puncher, just sending people miles away. Yeah, the one finger push up as well. Finney's as well, as he weren't just known for his martial arts, like even like the bodybuilding community and his stakes community. Yeah, he's ripped, isn't he? Like he was absolutely shredded to pieces. Yeah. yeah well, when he got ripped into, didn't he, by Quentin Tarantino or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that was quite a. Um, Apparently, that caused a bit of an upset with the family. Yeah, his, his daughter wasn't happy. She, cause, yeah. Well, well Quentin defended himself, didn't he? He said that he thought he was arrogant, but did he beat him? Did you. Did you I, he I, did he? I don't know. I don't know I if he did. Was, That's what been, I thought. You know, passed yeah, yeah, on before that. Yeah, I don't know, but but I tell you what though. Like um, the reason why I found out. Sorry, the reason how I found out about his family not being upset is I, fo- I follow basically his family that run his like Instagram account. Well, obviously it's not going to be him, you know. Yeah. But like his family run run his Instagram account. And every now and again, like uh, they'll just post tidbits of information. And so, yeah, they mentioned that about how they was upset over the Quentin Tarantino uh, portrayal of him. It was a good scene, though. But oh, it was a good scene, yeah. And I could yeah. definitely see that happening, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> But the thing is, like, every now and again, they'll post things like, uh, that they posted pictures of, like, his old training logbook. Okay. And that was, like, really awesome to see. So you saw, like, just, like, pencil in a notebook. And it was things like, yeah, like, 100 ab crunches, and they're like, yeah, like sets of like good mornings and stuff like that, which is ironically why actually uh, there's actually a possibility, not that I want to demonise exercises here, but it's a possibility that it was uh, the good mornings that led to his back injury that then led to his uh, pain pill addiction, which then may have led to his death. Wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting. That's, yeah. just, that's just a theory. 
Mm. You know, there's nothing you, inherently bad about good mornings, by the way. Yeah, but if he's doing loads of them every morning, well, ironically, every morning, if he's doing loads of them every day, then there's a chance he's doing too much. So everything I'm about to say is just like anecdotes from other people, but apparently he did train like a beast, like to the point where like he overtrained. Mm. Yeah. One article I read was that apparently like when he did hurt himself, he hurt himself on the good morning, as I already mentioned, but um, he didn't warm up for me, went straight into 60 kilos, which was like his Jesus body weight Christ. at the time. That's quite a lot to do for a good morning. Yeah, straight into it, you know. That's your, that's your deadlift, barbell. That's your deadlift, mate. It is, it is, yes, it is my deadlift. <laughs> But that was like his body weight at the time. And yeah, without even going into a proper warm-up, he went straight into it. And apparently yeah. that's what caused his uh, back problems in the first place. Bloody hell. Yeah. yeah, well, so Tom alluded to there, like one of the possible reasons for his death could have been indirectly because of the pain pill addiction. That's because something that's just come out reported very recently was that they now think that Bruce Lee died from drinking too much water. Um, he died when he was only 32, which is you know, obviously ridiculously long and was a loss because of uh, how big he was. Um, uh, and there was an autopsy at the time, so this was literally like when he first died, that showed that he died from brain swelling. But the doctors blamed it on him taking a particular painkiller, which is what Tom alluded to. So initially they thought, well, he's obviously been smashing loads of these painkillers, that's what's done him in. But now researchers have reviewed this evidence uh, to, rule that, uh, to rule that Bruce actually likely died of hypno hypnoatremia. Is that what's kind of pronounced? I'm not Hypno- too sure. I thought it was uh, basically it was like a brain edema, which is water on the brain, yeah, yeah. which is like, yeah, basically, yeah. It's quite Hypno- a common thing, but uh, for water toxicity, like, no, nah, I don't know Hypno- about that. Hypnoatremia, I think is what it's called. So basically, in layman's terms, so forget what I'm trying to pronounce that bloody word all episode, um, it's the kidney's inability to excrete excess water, and that's what they think killed Bruce Lee. And basically, that word, which I'm not going to keep trying to say, it means like levels of sodium in the blood. Okay, it's your sodium level, which is what your body needs for, so, for fluid balance. If that balance goes out of whack, then you start to run into issues. Just out of curiosity, Bill, where where where's this article from? Don't know. There's new. It wasn't just this one article. There was numerous news. Pop- the one that's uh, attached to the show notes, the very reputable uh, Daily, oh, the Daily Mail. Yeah, but no, that, yeah, but you don't look at just the article. You look at the researchers who actually did it. Oh no, no, I, I did look at the article, and I love how they also uh, <laughs> thought it was relevant to mention that actually. Another rumour of his death was that he was killed by the triads, you know, and <laughs> all these other like, oh, a victim yeah. of a curse as well. Yeah, of course it is. Victim of a curse. So yeah, yeah. classic Daily Mail there. Classic, uh, oh, right. I'm, sure, I'm very surprised they didn't actually mention the theory about him uh, faking his own death to go undercover to actually infiltrate oh, I the heard triads. About this. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. 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 So I'm surprised the Daily Mail is not, maybe the Daily Mail don't want to give up his cover. Maybe they don't. Maybe he's on the payroll. Maybe they're on yeah, the payroll. Yeah, maybe. Sorry. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's why this. Maybe that's why this article's come out as like a, just to confirm that he's actually dead. Maybe there's people getting too close, and he's like, right, I got another article just to tell people that I am gone. But yeah, I mean, this uh, once a, the problem with Bruce Lee in particular, not him in particular, but like the stories around what happens with him, mm. is that it's just always full of conjecture. Yeah, sure. You know, it's one of those things where I don't think people are able to pin one thing on his death. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you've got like 100 people trying to stir the pot saying, oh, it was a curse. Mm. Oh, it was the triads. Oh, it's because he drank too much water. Mm. I think, um, what was the official, uh, I think like the actual official, what the doctor put down was basically like, a, was it caused by misadventure, etc. cetera, mm. which basically involves when like you're taking some form of narcotic or, you know, well, he was, yeah, pain that's, pill. Well, the, the reason they've linked this all together, Tom, is because like the imbalance, which I mentioned about the sodium, that can actually cause the body to swell, including the ones in the brain. That's where the brain swelling ah. came from. Um, that's where the initial came of death came from. But however, 
the reason they come to this conclusion is because some of the risk factors of this hyponatremia include the ones that drinking high amounts of liquid because he was using cannabis. Yeah. Because apparently that increases thirst. I'd have taken it, I don't know, but apparently having it, cannabis it can increase like thirst. It seems like they're trying to make one causation to another. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but they also said it's because of the use of prescription drugs and alcohol. Uh, and obviously you made a point there, that he, there was a time where he was claimed to be addicted to painkillers. Yeah. Because then I could, I could then, ironically, I could uh, say, you know, this is Chinese whispers, but like, a, mm. I could, I could say like, um, oh well, the, the it was bought on from the pain prescription, uh, the pain pills, yeah, which was then caused by the good mornings, which is a form of resistance exercise. Therefore, resistance exercise is what killed Bruce Lee. Do you see? Yeah, it's I'm very easy to this? link together, isn't it? Yeah, they kind of. It's interesting. I mean, it, th- there was a bit in the, the article which mentioned how his wife, Linda, revealed how he had a fluid-based diet of carrots and apple juice in the run-up to his death. Mm. Um, so potentially it was reasonable. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he drank a lot of water because yeah. he was obviously very active. Um, and if he wasn't keeping an eye on his sodium levels, like keeping things in balance, we're going to come on to, then there was potentially a reason why he went down. I mean, didn't this, um, I might imagine it, or this happened to a... Uh some military not so long ago in the past I'm thinking <coughs> the t- past 10 years like possibly like a Royal Marine or someone on special like on selection for special forces like someone who actually died of water toxicity and it basically sort of flushed out all their you know sodium or whatever it was yeah, I, don't, I know people have died recently of like uh, heat related illnesses in the special forces stuff and that but I'm not sure if it's to do with hypotoxicity uh, I mean I mean, it should, in the military, it shouldn't happen too much because they do give you those little fucking sachets, don't they? Which yeah. are supposed to have electrolytes in them, which should keep your things in balance, essentially. I think it was, uh, this guy was, uh, he was doing something like, which would require a lot of physical demand. So like he, he overdid it with the amount of water he was drinking. I remember yeah. hearing it on the radio, LBC years ago. Well, I mean, it's possible, yeah, isn't it? Just I mean, it, it popped into my head there. Yeah. It's, it's certainly a real thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there are other mad cases of this reported in the news. There's one here, which is um, Jennifer Strange from Sacramento, California. She died of acute water intoxication after a challenge which awarded contestants who could drink the most water without going to the toilet. She smashed eight litres in a sitting. Um, which is obviously a lot to have in one go. Then you've got David Rogers, a 22-year-old fitness instructor from Milton Keynes. He died after completing the London Marathon in 2007. He collapsed at the end of the race and died in Charing Cross Hospital. At the time, the marathon was the hottest in the event's 27-year history, and David's death came as uh, race organisers faced criticism over water supplies running out. However, it later emerged that the runner had, in fact, died from water intoxication after drinking too much of it. Uh, and I suppose in an event like that, it's quite easy done. If you're just drinking pure water for the duration of a marathon and it's very hot it doesn't surprise me that yeah. you could potentially have too much because obviously you're sweating a lot you're sweating out um those crucial electrolytes like sodium so if you're not replenishing those and you're just drinking more water you're just constantly diluting yourself yeah you're just bringing a balance yeah. out back there so we'll come on to now talk a little bit about this topic because it's quite important i know fully aware this episode's coming out winter where it's not as prevalent but it still can happen so how easy is it to drink too much water well you always hear the whole two liters a day thing that's like a classic thing but it's not that simple, obviously. There's a lot of context there. You'll also hear, just drink when you're thirsty. It's also not that simple, as we mentioned with Bruce Lee there. There are factors which can make you more thirsty, even when you're not actually requiring fluids as such. So mm. in regards to thirst, it is a great indicator for a lot of us. It is good advice for most people. If you feel thirsty, have a drink. The body is pretty clever at telling you when it, you know, it needs food or it needs uh, fluids. As we alluded to, some things 
might make you feel more thirsty. For example, cannabis potentially. There's also something with diabetes. I'm not sure if you've seen this, Tom. Those who are diabetic, it is one of those symptoms where... Um, yeah, excessive thirst. Yeah, if ex- excessive thirst. Obviously, if you've got any concerns regarding excessive thirst, like you feel like you're always thirsty, go and speak to your doctor first. Um, if you are concerned about that, that should be your, your first port of mm. call. But what we'll go through, we'll give you some examples because we don't want to go obviously deep, deep into it because I said go see a doctor because it's quite a serious topic. But if you know you've been smashing lots of water, so let's say you're doing a very active job or it's the summertime and you listen to this and it's very hot and you are drinking lots of fluids. If you experience any of the following, so nausea or vomiting, low blood pressure, loss of energy, muscle weakness, twitching or cramps, restlessness or a bad temper, headache, confusion or fatigue or seizures or in extreme cases of coma. I'm not sure how you'd know it, be aware of that because you'd be in a coma. But obviously, if you experience any of those and you've been drinking lots of water at the same time, Go and see a doctor straight away. Um, that should be your first thing. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> God, I need th- I'm, I'm thirsty today, Jesus. Ironically, I'd said a Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> well, I made I made a stir fry. Made a little, little, uh, it's all that tofu, MSG. All that to- little tofu stir fry. Uh, right. Um, look, look, guys. Hydration is really important. We have spoke about this before. I think in that if you have as if you're as little as two percent dehydrated, it could actually lead to a significant reduction in your output physically and cognitively. And it can also help you feel full. So if you're on a, trying to lose fat, trying to lose weight, etc., it can help you have appetite. Sometimes reaching for a glass of water instead of a pack of crisps, for example, you know, the first thing that came to my head, that can help you with your appetite. Basically, water is obviously really important. So we're not going to tell you to stop drinking. Like We're not trying to scare you from drinking water because the, the number I saw, I don't know if you looked into Tom, but the number I kept seeing crop up was eight litres, six to eight litres. Seems to be the magic number. I say magic, it's not magic. It's, ter- it's you know, it's dreadful. But it seems to be the number where people tend to go too far with their walk. So this is normally in an acute setting because yeah. if you do it over a long period, most people will replenish their electrolyte stores during the day with other, you know, from the food or whatever like that. So, but if you have it in like a, like say you're doing a two-hour marathon or three-hour marathon and you just smash eight liters in that three-hour window, that's an acute dose of water. Yeah. So it's obviously. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's a good idea to kind of replace the fluids that you've lost, especially through physical mm. exertion. But um, yeah, you, you definitely can overdo it. So, if you are someone who smashes loads of liquids, or you are someone who lives in a hot climate, for example, when you do take a lot of fluids, the importance is is electrolytes. So, we're looking at your intakes of salt, sports drinks. So, maybe if you are someone, I don't know, if I give you a random example, if you're someone who works out in Dubai a construction worker, super hot, very active, and you you need to take on lots of water. Maybe start to alternate between like a, a water and a sports drink because the benefit of that is, one, you're going to get some carb replenished from the sports drink, which is good if you're doing physical manual labor. Plus, you're getting the electrolytes from the sports drink so that when you do alternate with the water, you're not going to just be basically flushing everything out by just drinking pure H2O all day long, if that makes mm. sense. I would recommend being mindful of that. To, to avoid any issues with having too much water. I don't know if you've got anything to add on that, Tom. No, not really, mate. Um, y- yeah, just uh, replace the fluids you've lost through physical activity or just exertion in general or, yeah, heat, sweat. This whole thing about, like, because you did mention earlier, like, the usual number is, oh, two litres per day, you know, on average per human. I, I've i never actually seen any actual, like, research where that's no, it's more. based it's, off it, of. It's, it's always more. If you actually look at the research, it's actually, there's a high, it's a higher number. Yeah. It's it just like, seems like it's just a number that's thrown around. It just appeared. It's like the whole 10,000 steps thing. It just appeared out of nowhere one day. Yeah, mate, most of the numbers I yeah. see, it's like, they normally say blokes should have like four litres and women should have three litres. 
like an active person. If you're like an active mm. person, that's the number you should be kind of going. But like, it's just so weird how it, but the thing is, it's so context dependent. It's very hard to just give you a gauge because you're, depending on your size, how much active you are, your climate, you know, how prevalent you are to sweating. Some people sweat loads. Yeah. Some people don't sweat at all. Prince Andrew, for example, he never sweats. So, you know, there's... Oh, wow. It, yeah. <laughs> quick enough. Yeah. But, um, but you know what I mean? There's Even I'll drink a pizza, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, yeah. Woking, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, oh. wanking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wanking and woking. <laughs> in a Pizza Express. Jesus. Oh, bloody Prince Andrew, what a nightmare. Um, yeah, guys, yeah. if you got... Literally, for some. <laughs> to summarise that piece of under news. 18. <laughs> I wonder if any royals listen to this. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I doubt it, yeah. Uh, guys, to, uh, to summarise that bit there, basically, look, if you've got any concerns about your hydration, go and speak to a dietitian, go and speak to your doctor to get more you know bespoke guidance on this but it was an interesting thing how i just saw the news it was interesting obviously bruce lee's pretty cool guy as tom said there's been many cases of his death you know cropping up over the years of different reasons how he died so it was interesting to see another one added to the list and then obviously mm-hmm. it's an important topic to talk about with uh with with hydration yeah it's weird with bruce lee because it? it's like oh you shouldn't weight lift because this happened to bruce lee you shouldn't do good mornings because this happened to bruce lee you shouldn't smoke cannabis because this happened to bruce lee you should drink water oh. now be careful drinking water because you wouldn't believe what happened to Bruce Lee. I mean, I admit I can, I can stand by, you know, not fucking with the triads, etc., <laughs> yeah. or take any offers or favours from the CIA. But you know, like, uh, yeah, it's just weird, like how so many things have been used as, oh, be careful because Bruce Lee has X, Y, Z. Okay, guys, we'll move on to the next piece of news. And now we've got a list update for you, the Dirty Dozen list update. Now, if you're a long-term listener, this next part might be familiar because we have spoke about this not too long ago. Sleepy, bashful. What? Oh, fucking here we go. The Dirty Dozen. <laughs> what fucking, what, what sort of content have you been watching, Tom? I was trying to name the jewels from uh, Snow White. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I can't remember how many there actually were. Yeah, I don't think not, it was not 20. 12, mate. 20. Yeah, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I'm assuming it was Seven Dwarfs then. Yeah, you'd be right, mate. Nowhere near that. 20. Yeah, is that t- <laughs> dozens? It's 12. Where are you getting 20 from? Nowhere near 12. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant maths today, mate. Superb bit of maths. Anyway, so the Dirty the, the dirty Dozen list is composed of 12 fruits and vegetables that have the most pesticide residues in them by the EWG. So this is the Environmental Working Group. It sounds pretty scary. Stand by. So, firstly, I'll rattle off the new list for you. It came out in April, I believe, but um, news reports always seem to come out about you know, letting people know about it. Um, strawberries, spinach, kale, collards, and mustard greens. That's in, like, one category. Uh, nectarines, apples, grapes, bell and hot peppers, cherries, peaches, pears, celery, tomatoes. Now, this is what annoys me. So, the EWG, this working group, they explain that this Dirty Dozen group is not a list of fruit and vegetables to avoid. Rather, they recommend that consumers choose organic versions of these 12 Dirty Dozen items if available. Now, what winds me up is, like, yeah, fair enough, they're trying to say it. They also go talk about it from, you know, saying, it, you know, if, as long as it's, if it's affordable and available, you know, you should go for it. Um, but they're calling it a Dirty Dozen list. Language is fucking important. They can't go backpedaling saying, oh, we're not saying you shouldn't have it. It's like, well, you're calling it dirty, doesn't it? If, if, if you're a normal person and you read that, you'd assume that, oh, fucking hell, that's dirty mm. dozen. These, these can't be good. They're covered in pesticides. Oh, my God. So you're going to automatically then be cautious. If you go to the supermarket, you see a strawberry, spinach, apples, great. You might be like, oh, you know what, Karen? It's probably not a good idea if we buy these strawberries, you know. 
might get fucked up. So I don't, I'm not really a fan of like their use of language. Now we did do a topic on the, a podcast, sorry, on this topic of organic versus non-organic. Um, you can listen to that at chatshitgetfit.com slash organic, or if you just scroll down on the podcast app you're using, you'll find it. It's one of, it's quite recent actually, I think. Um, but we'll go through some key points about it because uh, uh, that's why you're here. So I'll, uh, I'll go back to a quote that uh, basically tells you what the EWG is, and this should give you a bit of um, a bit of context to why maybe you shouldn't listen to them too much. So, the EWG or at all <laughs> is it? Yeah, the EWG is an activist agency, not a government one. This means that the EWG has an agenda, which is to promote the industries it is funded by, namely organic food producers. Boom. So that should tell you what you need to know. We'll, we will continue. We will go on. Key points. You should not stop eating certain fruits and veg due to a fear of pesticides. I'll say that again. You should not stop eating certain fruits and veg due to a fear of pesticides. Eating fruits and vegetables daily is very good for our health. If we were to, if you think about it on like a, a pros and cons, like weighing up the benefits and the, you know whatever and the negatives of having these things, there is far more proven benefits to having daily fruit and veg. There is, there is, I mean, I mean, the negatives of having something with pesticides, as we're going to come on to, is very fragile. Um, whereas the evidence for having fruit and vegetables is wonderfully robust. So mm. you're obviously going to go with the one that's robust, aren't you? Another key point conventional pesticides are often synthetic, while organic pesticides are naturally derived. Now, this is something that the EWG will tell you about. I'd like to promote this, but Tom, we've said this before, haven't we? How natural does not necessarily mean something's always safer. No, of course not. I mean, um, the EWG in particular, um, so first of all, like the problem with the EWG or the Environmental Working Group is the name by itself, it sounds very official. It sounds very big. It sounds like, a, it, it almost sounds like it, for me, like when I hear the word uh, "oh Cochrane Library," I think, "Oh, that's a that's an institute. That's like really good for like a not institute, but you know, it's like a name which straight away sounds like it's authoritative." Do you know what I mean? Like our Patreon list. E- yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> EWG, like it's actually it's pretty much just like a, a biased activist group with an agenda. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they've got such a voice, haven't they? They've got such a big voice. Nothing is peer reviewed there. You know, none of it is unbiased. It's just a very clear agenda, yeah. you know, and that is to be anti-chemical. Now, look, pesticides, can pesticides be toxic? Sure, but it's about the dosage. Mm. Yeah. It's about I mean, the dosage. Yeah. Uh, if we go on, uh, you mentioned dosage there, Tom. I've got some stuff here we actually mentioned on that podcast when we spoke about this. Um, the acceptable daily intake, so... This is as of April 2022. We basically looked at every regulatory agency that evaluated glyphosate, which is one of the main pesticides that people bang on about. They conclude that it's safe to use if according um, to label specifications. So I'll put that into context for you. The acceptable daily intake is 1.75 milligrams per kilo of body weight a day. Hmm. So for me, let's say that's 90, I'm 90 kilos now. That's 157.5 milligrams a day. And let's bear in mind, this is a conservative number. You can actually go above this quite a bit and you're still pretty, pretty safe. If I now get have a serving of oats, so 40 grams, that has 0.052 milligrams of glyphosate. I would need 3,028 serving of, servings of porridge to reach mm-hmm. that acceptable daily intake. Okay, another one, hummus. This normally gets attacked as well for its glyphosate content. The high For the highest level found... A 60 kilo person would have to consume 12 gallons 
or 55 litres a day to that conservative acceptable daily intake. If we also look at some other stuff, I'll, I'll, I'll continue. We really, to really hit it home here, guys. Um, if we look at some tests, which will be linked as well, there was a max detection on certain foods. I'll give you a few of them. Barley, the max they found in barley was 8.9 milligrams per ki- a kilo. Lentils, 11 milligrams a kilo. Wheat, 2.9 milligrams a kilo. Now, lentils, if you're having a kilo of lentils a day, you're a fucking lunatic anyway. That will fuck you up. But even then, that's only got 11, that's only got 11 milligrams. So you're way off that 157 I'd need. You'll be more lentil in man. Yeah, exactly. So the point is, as Tom mentioned, it's all about the dose. And people get fucking super excited because they'll say, this is this is a dirty dozen list. The, the, they, all they've basically said, they don't tell you the doses, all they say is that these have got the highest amount out there in the world. What they don't tell you is that highest amount is still safe. I mean, the research in regards to the health benefits for eating fruits and eating vegetables is well established by now. I mean, by labelling things as dirty, one, it creates shame because if you if you buy non-GMO, sorry, if you, if you buy non-organic, so I can't get my words out today, if you don't buy non-organic fruits and vegetables and you're giving those to your kids and someone's saying, oh, that's on the dirty list, you're going to mm. feel shame. Oh, my God, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm giving my children these foods. Yeah, sure. At the same time, um, you're creating that fear as well. Mm. You know, some people don't have access to organic food. Some people might not be able to afford organic food. Some people just buying non-organic is more convenient because it's what you tend to get in cheaper, bigger in bulk. Yeah. And let's be honest with you, it's just more easy to get non-organic stuff well i did i did say as well tom like i mean i think i allude to it that organic does still use pesticides like it's not yeah. pesticide free like they're just That's natural what's funny about it but just because they're natural it doesn't like they're not automatically they're not automatically better for you chemical phobia yeah chemical phobia i mean we've got to speak with that as well artificial sweetness and stuff literally everything is a chemical yeah exactly <laughs> so i mean i'd go listen to that organic podcast chat shit get fit.com slash organic um, mm. if you want like full details on that we've kind of spoiled it really at the end of the <laughs> it's absolutely fine <laughs> like you know don't worry mm. about it there's other reasons why you might want to go organic but we're not going to fucking get political mm. eat your but, fruits and vegetables yeah eat, take away that eat your fruits and veg guys yeah don't this dirty doesn't this just needs to fuck off yeah Okay, moving on to the next piece of news, which is something that I never thought I'd be saying on this podcast. 12 reasons you might have an itchy bum. Picture this time. I want you to imagine the scene, guys. Everyone, everyone I'd rather sit not. Everyone picture, have you ever been sitting peacefully on your sofa? Yes, or typing, or typing away at the office, Tom? Just sitting there, you know, enjoying, or maybe even, you know, let's take it a step further. Maybe you've been enjoying the word of God on a Sunday morning in church, but then suddenly a violent urge consumes you. An urge to get knuckle deep to alleviate the itch of your bum. Has this ever happened to you, Tom? Oh, God, I wonder where that was going then. Like getting a, an urge in church. <laughs> I, was just, I, was, I was thinking I've never had a sexual urge in church. I mean, for one, I don't really go to church. Well, technically, if you're getting knuckle deep in church, mate, that's that could be serious sexual. I mean, if I was an American, it might have been a violent urge in church. Who knows? Like, uh, <laughs> dear God, you can't. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, d- yeah, literally, dear God, yeah. Yeah, save me from this uh, violent urge. Um, but yeah, basically, I think we've all been there. We've all had a you know bit of an itch. I mean, according to <laughs> Mitchell Bernstein, MD, Anal itching is quite common, and for some people, it can be incredibly frustrating. I can imagine it is, Mitchell. I can imagine it is, mate. If you're, as I said, if you are sitting there listening to the Word of God, and suddenly you've got an itchy, you know, anal itching, 
it's, it's going to be quite emotional. I have got something relevant to say in regards to this. God, you got any chance right now? No, um, but uh, I, I, I am scratching my thigh. Not that you needed to know that, but yeah, that was, I needed to divert is that, attention. Is that, is that, yeah, really, that was what? weird. Why did I mention that? Why is your other hand itching your ass? Yeah. Just by the way, it was my outer thigh, by the way, not my inner thigh. If it was my okay. inner thigh, that'd be suspicious. That'd be a bit too close to the danger zone, as they might oh, yeah. say. Uh, where am I going with this? You said it was relevant. I feel this like I'm digging rele- myself this deeper. Is, this is irrelevant. And not into well, my perineum either. <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, so when I was managing a gym, I had access to CCTV. Oh, here we go. Here and we go. you'd be very surprised at the amount of people that just scratch their arsehole and carry on with their day. In fact, there was one young lad that we ended up nicknaming Scratch and Sniff. I don't know how to be talking about this stuff, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm not a manager anymore. <laughs> you nicknamed him Scratch and Sniff. <laughs> we nicknamed him Scratch and Sniff because uh, we watched him on CCTV. Scratch and Sniff? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Good old Scratch. Oh, no. And I mean, like, fuck me. He was, like, digging for coal, mate. He, w- he was knuckle deep. He was absolutely... I, th- I thought he found, uh, you know, the captain's gold the way he was digging in there. He was digging like a Welsh coal miner. You know, he was really digging in there. And then he had like a quick cheeky sniff. And uh, I was already grossed out. But like, oh my God, what is this clown doing? And then literally 10 seconds later, he spots his mate on the bench press. Like hands Judging on those bar. hands just going down towards the guy's yeah. face. He must have got a little sniff. He must have got a little yeah. whiff of that. Oh, mate, it was grim. It was oh, grim. That's disgusting. It was really grim. But yeah, just a lesson learned. Someone's always watching. I sound like a right creep now. But, uh, Tom. Watching a car crash, you can't turn away from it. Yeah, just someone proper giving themselves up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just watching him scratching like, yeah, getting real deep like. Do you know what's even worse as well? I actually uh, I actually rewound the clip and played it to my staff as well. So you got you, you, gathered, all, you gathered all your staff around and you decided to show them. I was like, watch this dirty cunt. Because everyone knows the person, that's what's even worse. <laughs> Did you ever look at them the same way again? <laughs> well, just so we know not to shake his hand when we come in or get off for the spot. <laughs> yeah, for the spot, yeah. And to make sure the blue roll's filled up before, uh, you know, he comes in. <laughs> oh, we do indeed live in a society, don't we, Tom? God, right, guys, we're going to unpack 12 reasons that you can have an itchy bum. And then what we're going to do is we're going to give you some potential solutions so you can avoid this violent temptation uh, in the future. So, uh, Tom, what we'll do, Tom, is we're, you've got these up, haven't you? We'll alternate reading them so it's not just one voice. What, all 12? We'll alternate them, yeah. So I'll do the first okay. one. You do the second. Right, so the first one, guys, it's quite a common one. God. You are not wiping enough. So it actually, it might not even be you're not wiping enough because apparently what I read into this was if you're consuming too much coffee, which a lot of people are, that can actually cause your anal muscles to relax, which can make poo leak out. So you might be just sitting peacefully listening to the word of God and you can have shit leaking out of your ass. So that could be an issue. But the solution to both of these, so if you've not wiped enough, so you've still got poo in there or you've had a bit of leakage, get yourself in the shower and blast yourself with a shower head. That will get rid of any excess matter in a very clean and orderly fashion so if you're not wiping enough guys or you've got some leakage get yourself in the shower that is true about the caffeine it does uh it yeah, does relax the sphincter well, yeah why do you peel off morning yeah. shits and they the morning shit when they have a coffee number two uh <laughs> see, see what i did there number two or you're wiping too much tom remember terrible spelling mistake there bill can do i do i can do it why too did you have to do. why did you why did you read that you could have easily just http two forward slashes youtube You've no. even fucked up the YouTube spelling. No, for fuck's sake. Have you no, fucked that up? That's a copy and paste job. It's a link, you fucking spastic. Well done. I'm going to either way, I do remember that advert. I can do it too with can do. And do you know what? When I clicked on it, I watched the advert. It says it was from 2010. 
But the way that they, the, the actual advert itself, they must have like film, refilmed it five times over because uh, it was really grainy and old. I'm going to get up here for you guys. You can have a listen. I tell you, yeah. what, they don't make jingles like that anymore, do they? I know, incredible stuff. That's absolutely incredible. But yeah, so what was your solution there? If you're wiping too much, get the wipes out. Yeah, yeah, like a little treat. Well, no, yeah, because it's soft, isn't it? Because I suppose if you're wiping too much with the, the hard paper, it can get quite rough, can't it, in cause a bit of anal tearage. Oh, Jesus Christ, what are you wiping with? Sandpaper. <laughs> I've, I've, I've actually got premium bamboo toilet paper, mate, individually wrapped. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I just yeah. used this microfiber towel, which I rewatch every <laughs> fortnight. <laughs> oh, please don't. Listen. Why is it your desk next to your fucking workstation? <laughs> in shit. I ain't got to leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> you got a bucket? Actually, do you actually. No, I it... do it in my fedora. <laughs> Tom. I'm actually concerned. Do you like, after the podcast finish, you just sort of turn things off and go sit in the corner until next Thursday? Like, that, you, you've got, <laughs> you stay in there. Uh, actually, uh, do, do you know what? Funny enough, um, once again, when I left my uh, previous job with me, uh, I, I took a lot of toilet roll out of the storeroom and I'm still using it to this day. Oh, wow. But it is that really horrible yeah, the commercial gym toilet yeah, roll. But it, in my mind, I was thinking, if there was ever another pandemic... Mm. I'll be making a fucking killing because remember we had the sh- toilet roll shortage yeah we did yeah, yeah. You I'll be going straight on premium, eBay premium prices this was months ago as well and I've only just started my second roll it's a massive industrial size one <laughs> <laughs> it won't fit on my toilet roll holder it's, it's had to stay on the on the counter what, got a massive... <laughs> Wait, I, need to, I need to see this this sounds ridiculously big how far away is your stay toilet put hand yeah, on God, I need to see this. God right we can Get edit this in hang on yeah, I'll have to get this on Instagram. No, tell a lie. I can't show you because I just remembered uh, because my cupboard is blocking my door, I've had to lock myself in and I can't get out until after the podcast is over. So do, do you know what happened with my, my cupboard? No. Well, I didn't measure it properly. Uh, I put it in my office anyway and it blocks the door. <laughs> so when I want to, I can't get to my door handle to get out. If there was a fire, I am pretty much fucked you're generally trapped in there aren't you you stay there till thursdays you hibernate you actually hibernate after the podcast <laughs> I'm, <generally laughs> I'm not even joking i'm trapped in here if i want to be released yeah i have to phone my uh my missus in the next room to uh unlock the door for me God, if she it's was a there massive a day. fire hazard but, uh, it fire is hazards. what it is you know right we'll, we'll move on to the next tip stds this is this is especially prevalent for those who partake in backdoor activities anal so Basically, there's not much really to say to that. Go get a test if you are concerned. Maybe if you know if you feel like you've been doing a lot of anal recently. <laughs> I can't believe we're saying this. Yeah, me <laughs> neither. What happened to this podcast? Honestly, <laughs> if, you, if, if you are concerned, go see a Terrible. doctor for some, you know, some uh, some medicine. Uh, Tom, next one. Eczema. The condition can also crop up with external factors like changes in weather or exposure to household products like soap or detergent. You don't have to read Stress the basin. Can also be a factor and can also cause the problem to worsen. Mate, these are just basic. You've got to read it for basin. Yeah, but now I'm going to add my own bit to it. So when you said there about the weather and exposure to household products, <laughs> yeah, like uh, the first thing I thought was well, in particular the weather. Have you seen those nutcases that do the premium sunning? Does it what? Periniums. Have you have you generally not heard of this? No. What the fuck's that? 
this is going to be the first where we probably we've got listeners that have actually seen this before oh my you. God. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. This is requires a Google, mate. You know, it's requires a Google. It's where they uh, point their Jaxi spread eagles to the moon. To, to the moon? No, that's the opposite. Uh, the sun. First they believe it. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, the first vitamin D through their anus. Why you shouldn't try oh. a perineum? Some right. Let me go to images. Straight to images. Go to images. You got to go to images. Oh, fantastic! Oh, enjoy. These. There you go. <laughs> oh my god! There's people on sunbeds just like. Oh, it's no, like it's people ha- that do it in it's public. The, it's the happy baby yoga pose, isn't it? That's basically what they're doing. But you're winking towards the sun. Yeah, but you've got no clothes on, yeah. With your oh one my eye. God. Yes, yeah, you know, that might cause some uh, irritation, perhaps. <laughs> so you're basically saying during the summer months, that could cause... I mean, it could do. If you get, if you get sunburn in your ass, that could cause a bit of when it starts to flake. Well, I don't know if you saw my Instagram, mate, but I was taking a piss saying that I was considering making my own fitness-related course for like Nazem or one of the other shit ones. Um, I might actually make a course for perineum sunning. Right. And I can get people qualified down, I don't know, somewhere like Hyde Park in the summer. <laughs> a bunch of people in Hyde Park. <laughs> yeah. You might get arrested, mate. I'm not going to lie. Might oh. do. <laughs> but, you know, uh, like, 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 like most uh, PT courses, it's predatory. So, you know. Oh, like we did that. to do it. If you know, you know. Um, next one, guys. Yeah. Uh, fungal infections so yeah just uh, get some cream that's really all I've got for that one um, next one laundry detergent oh yeah maybe the time is to switch to non-bio and that sounds like uh, we should be advertising there yeah we are now sponsored by Purcell guys uh, Purcell have now launched their brand new anti-itch yeah which you can get at all good supermarkets yeah use the discount code <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine personal anti-itch yeah I know Raj, imagine. we've what, what, burned so many bridges we'll never get you know we're just about hand on to Cannonball Coffee I don't even right. know if Duncan is still alive like <laughs> yeah, I've not messed with Frazier <laughs> I've not heard from him we've, like. we've probably got a pot of commission just sitting there which we've not even looked at I've not even messed with Frazier yeah. last time I heard him he was going abroad or something in the reserves or something <laughs> <laughs> he's probably not come back he's appeared with our fund <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know right fuck's that off. need that for my perineum course <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, uh, do you know what? I've actually itching now. My arm, by the way, nowhere else. Yeah, but actually, I think water um, detergent is actually a thing for itching. Like yeah. People, yeah. I, I've used like a really shit one before and it felt like, uh, yeah, things crawling over me. I'm really, really itchy. So getting genuinely like probably non-bio changing the detergent good. might help. Yeah, I always, I always use non-bio anyway. I mean, bio is supposed to be, like bio has got um, there's certain like chemicals in it which are supposed to like clean better, I think is the term, I'm not sure, but... I find that it just makes me itch like a motherfucker. Yeah, same. So yeah, I'm, I'm itching now, which is funny because the psychosocial aspect. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, I've got a bit yeah, of an itch. For fuck's yeah. sake, yeah. Yeah, God, nightmare. Next one, non-breathing clothing. It's basically tight stuff, like tight clothing, basically. So if you create a sweat, sweat-borne environment, so let's say you're wearing a set, a pair of leggings, which aren't, because sport leggings are normally quite breathable. They're made to have, like, breathing um characteristics or whatever uh arseless but, chaps <laughs> or not those but basically if you're wearing like <laughs> super tight jeans or something um that are, like thick as fuck and your yeah. ass is sweating like, like jeremy man. clarkson yeah. yeah yeah then you're gonna have a potentially you know an itchy ass so maybe just you know reduce the basically create a non-sweaty environment loose trousers yeah yeah be an anti jeremy clarkson and I did every car. We spent right. way too long on this whole segment. <laughs> I love it. Got uh, next one. <laughs> a, I've got the big one. Uh, not literally, hopefully. Hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids, yeah. What can we do about hemorrhoids, Tom? There's nothing written down, oh. mate. So. <laughs> yeah, I've... I've uh, oh, you've had hemorrhoids? No, no, no. Lucky I haven't. I've not been that stressed. Um, but I remember 
hearing why the worst piece I, I don't know if it's a real piece of advice or if they were just on the fucking wind up but we was talking to someone years ago and um apparently one piece of advice someone was given was to actually tie an elastic band around it just let them cut off what? the blood supply and let it fall off naturally i reckon that was a wind up oh that sounds horrendous yeah i mean it probably no i wouldn't do that I, i'm half tempted to call the person out but i can never do that to them no well, so, is it someone i know no, someone you don't know. No. Okay, someone you work with. <laughs> I can't say. God. You know, but I'm hoping Jenny feels better now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, right, next one. Number, number nine. So this one is a bit more personal. It's your pooping habits, so how you, you know, conduct yourself on the loo. Um, levels of strain, how frequently. So let's say you, you're someone who likes to go six, seven times a day, but you really give it something. Like you are on there grabbing your grabbing your kneecaps proper, bring them into your chest, <laughs> really giving some strain there. That can cause some damage. Um, if you're doing that seven, eight times a day, you're potentially going to cause some trauma to the, to the ring um, and that can cause itching. So if you are going too frequently, see a doctor. If you are straining too much, maybe drink some coffee to relax the anus to allow you to pass stool more efficiently. <laughs> Joe, I've got another bit of advice here. That, uh, <laughs> oh, funny enough, I got off of Instagram um, when I first uh, when I first kind of started getting like health accounts, etc., and stuff like that. I saw I, f- I forgot her name now, but it was a uh, some kind of like female specialist in this particular area, and she had. A, <laughs> She's like saying, like, when to sit down to like get yourself to a comfortable position so you're not straining as much was to like elevate your knees or your feet. Yeah, squat. And, uh, but yeah, in this video, she, I remember she actually had her feet elevated on top of a next catalogue. A next catalogue? Oh, so she'd yeah. lift her feet up ever so slightly, not, so not, not by a lot. Not by a lot. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. But uh, it sounds like a genuine piece of advice, but it always just stands out to me that you know, they still, they still do catalogs. Are you sure they still do? That must be. I don't think they do them anymore, do they? This is years ago. This is like yeah. back in like oh, Argos catalogs, something like twenty fourteen or something. Do you know what, like mate? That. I missed that. Actually, I just thought. Remember that they don't do Argos catalogs anymore, do they? That's gone as well, mate. Like all the Argoses around me are gone in general. I've still got one near me. It's in, it's in Sainsbury's though. It's like inside of Sainsbury's. Yeah, that's what's happened to us. It's gone into the other Sainsbury's. Yeah, yeah. It's like a little small one. Terrible, isn't it? God, what a society we live in, eh? I miss the days where you used to, you know, go into the actual shop and then wait for 15 minutes for some uh, 17-year-old work experience to, you know, finally get the arse to put your stuff on the conveyor belt. I miss the experience. I miss the experience. Um, Do you know what I don't miss, Tom? Pinworms, which is number 10. So pinworms are actually common in children, but anyone can get them. So me and Tom would get them if, you know, if we came into contact with someone with pinworms. Um, Basically, you get them by coming into contact with someone who has worms scratches their ass and then transfers them to you so for example in tom's case if uh the guy scratch and sniff if he decided to like if he was doing that spotting and then his fingers brushed the man's nose that could have potentially transferred pinworms if he had pinworms okay mm. you have to basically go see a doctor with this because they need to give you some stuff to basically get rid of the worms they're like little thin white things um i don't, I don't know but if someone's had them before if you've had a scratch you might even potentially pull out a worm who knows but <laughs> oh god I think it's the wriggling motion which causes the itch. I think by them wriggling, it's like a little tickle, isn't it? So it makes you go, Oh, Joe, you know even though we joke about scratch and sniff, it does point out that, like, what the fuck is wrong with these dirty bastards? I know, right? And it goes back to the thing we said the other week, Tom, about, you know, when they said that gyms are the cleanest places because of COVID. Let me tell you something. Let me give you some whistleblowing uh, information yeah. here. 
but not naming any places in general, but if they say like, a, you know, we have like a, you know, a really high score on our cleaning, on our cleaning audits, etc. That is because someone has input onto a system. Yes, we have done the cleaning here and here and here, here. It's not so much have they actually done it, has the cleaning physically been done? It's just that on the system they've typed in yes, and that's made that's the graph fun. go up. Yeah, so they've basically tick, they've tick boxed. Yeah, that's yeah. dreadful, isn't it? it they bring that be cleaned. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's the same with a lot of places that say like, "Oh, I'll recycling. We've contributed this much to recycling." Yeah, it's like, I know places where like the recycling and the general uh, rubbish all goes same into bit. the same fucking bin. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. it's a pull of the ball over people's eyes, isn't it? Very easy yeah, to do. It is. It's very easy to blag, yeah. isn't it? But you get to virtue signal. That's what matters. Number 11, Tom. Number 11. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. What a good one. Anal fissures. I'm going to read this uh, exactly verbatim, as you would say. Okay. Anal fissures are small tears in the lining of your anus. Oh, it's like I could be on audible. They could be caused by strains having bowel movement, long periods of diarrhea, anal sex, anal stretching, <laughs> or in certain objects. It sounds like I'm actually reading Prince Andrew's wish list. <laughs> Objects in your anus. Solution. Treating anal fissures involves reducing the trauma and pressure to your anal area, such as by ensuring stools. Thank God, I thought I said tools then. You know, you don't want to be using tools. Soak in a sits bath. Sits bath, yeah. Avoid straining and keeping the area lubricated. Okay, so that last bit, once again, I'm not going to name names. Well, it was someone actually new in the army. Oh, God, right. Who, um, who who actually suffered from this big time and uh um, gas plug up the arse said what mate in his uh <laughs> i've got to explain I was, I was about to say oh in his black grip but that sounds like i've got to explain a bit more now because someone yeah. doesn't know what black grip is they might yeah. think euthanism for an arsehole of, that's, yeah exactly <laughs> a black grip is basically your, your your massive civilian bag that you bring with you you know which everyone in the army has so it's not yeah, discreet exactly. at all it's not discreet <laughs> no it's not i've got two of them <laughs> yeah, yeah i rub them off other people they're fucking great they're like narnia yeah, yeah you, know, good you, up, you, you, you can never have a full black grip yeah, brilliant. You can keep putting things in, and no matter what, once again, it sounds like euphemism. It's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, this guy basically, um, one weekend, like we'd already known about it because, you know, blokes being blokes will try and outgross each other. So he told us all about it. Didn't show us though. Um, out of his grip, I didn't know they made tubs of Vaseline this big. <laughs> he pulled out. It was like a fucking bucket. He had to pick it up with two hands. Why did, why it was fucking massive. Why did he have a bucket of Vaseline for? <laughs> well, to keep it lubricated. Well, his ass. Yeah. But how how fucking dry is his ass? He was applying it. How dry is his ass? This, this image will live with me until I die. Right. Because I saw him take the lid off and like um <laughs> the only the only way I could describe it was like he must have been gouging it by f- like handfuls <laughs> because you could see the finger marks in this big thing. Oh my god. So like god. usually you think, oh like a little a little finger. A little finger on the Vaseline. He is definitely fisted himself, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He is definitely getting in there. He's his own black grip. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that'll live with me grip. till I die. Seeing the what the state wow. of the Vaseline, what it looked like. <laughs> oh god it'd have been like a like a field being let loose on the play-doh like it was all just dragged out dug out <laughs> i'll tell you what this podcast has really reached new levels this week ladies and gentlemen of we, low yeah I've, yeah 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 it's gone downhill um right <laughs> moving on from um giant tubs of vaseline uh the last one 
the last reason you might have an itchy bum is the foods you eat. So apparently spicy foods, caffeinated beverages, carbonated drinks, dairy products, alcohol, citrus, and tomatoes are some items that can irritate the anus. I mean, take a lot of a pinch of salt though. I don't <laughs> think by having a drink of coffee, your ass is going to you know erupt into an itchy mess. Um, they're just mm. foods that if you are sensitive, maybe you've got a sensitive stomach, they are foods that could. But then that's for most people though. Most people who've got sensitive stomachs will find some sort of discomfort from having spicy stuff, caffeine, you know, alcohol, citrus, whatever. So I won't worry too much about mm. that. If you if you do notice, for example, that after a, a vindaloo, you get it really itchy ass, maybe don't have a vindaloo again. <laughs> Another way to say it, really. <laughs> Okay, guys, we'll move on to the final piece of news, which is uh, it's a different tone now. We're getting back to more um, <laughs> more serious stuff, you could say. Thank uh, God. Yeah, thank God for that. Fuck me. God, I've got a fucking itchy ass now. Fuck's sake. Psycho fucking social. Ah, oh, there you go. Fucking I actually have an itchy social. I think it's I've got to get biomechanical. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you scratch your ass optimally. No, I've got to like wiggle my ass. I can't really get knuckle deep on the podcast. This is being filmed. Ah, uh, you do the old chair wiggle, yeah? Yeah, oh, do the chair wiggle. Yeah. Classic. El Clasico. <laughs> <laughs> right. God, right. Let's bring us back in track. Okay. So, power of honey. According to a new study, that sweet golden nectar that many of you out there love is good for your heart and metabolism. And that is two tablespoons slash 40 grams to be exact. So, we've got this paper, brand new, November 22. So, as of recording this, it's this month. It is titled Effects of Honey on Cardiometabolic Risk Factors, a Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis. So I'll start by giving you a bit of context on this paper. So excess from free sugars are implicated in the epidemics of obesity and type 2 diabetes. Honey is a free sugar, but is generally regarded as healthy. So they're essentially just trying to differentiate honey to other free sugars because they're basically trying to say, look, you can't put honey and table plain white table sugar in the same ballpark, essentially. Mm. Do you, like, do you like honey, Tom? Do you know what? It's really funny that you've included this in this week's episode because I've not had honey in years. Oh, really? But very recently, uh, I've been craving it. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Maybe that's my metabolism crying out for it. Crying out no, for I've it. Been really mm. craving, but, but do you know what? Not any honey. Not any honey. I need that thick, like, you know, like, uh, it's, almost, it's almost like glue, glue honey, where it's like the yellow colour. Yeah, well, actually, yeah. We, we'll talk about the actual type of honey this paper looks at because there are certain types which are better because yeah. you do get, like, the basics, like, I don't know, Tesco Runny basics. Honey. Yeah, it's just, like, the shitty, their own brand. It's basically just sugar, like, yeah. it's just syrup. It's not really proper honey. But um, we'll, go, we'll go through some of the key takeaways from this paper and we'll sort of give our thoughts on it as well. They found that it lowered fasting blood glucose. Let me just quickly explain what that is. Fasting blood glucose is, like, what it is in the morning. So, after obviously, if you slept all night, you're in a fasted state, so then they'll test your blood glucose in the mornings they found obviously be having it every day they found that it lowered fasting blood glucose and the amount of bad cholesterol in the blood while increasing good cholesterol and reducing inflammation it's a great stuff most of the subsequent benefits were observed in people who ate raw honey from false acacia acacia oh, i can't give that a go i don't know fucking some we'll put it in the show notes guys or black locust trees so important they're raw honey essentially so you don't yeah. want your over fucking uh processed basic honey you get from thingies because they basically i mean it's nice that it's not enough wrong with it but to get the supposed yeah. health benefits from this paper that's what i actually looked into 
That's what they looked into, yeah. So they also made a point of you shouldn't heat your honey above 65 degrees because the research also showed that when heated to this extent, honey lost most of its health benefits. Which makes sense, yeah. though, because if you overcook anything, like vegetables, for example, if you overboil them, you actually lose some micronutrients. Yeah. I mean, isn't there some research, like, if you overcook some meat products, it becomes more carcinogenic as well? I'm not 100% sure on that, though. Concerns me is, like, when would you ever need to heat honey to get that heat anyway? Uh, unless it was, like, honey glaze roasted and... People put it in their coffee, don't they, and tea. So if you put, like, a tape, if you've got oh, honey in yeah. your boiling, boiling water, 100 degrees Celsius, yeah. that's going to be well above, isn't it? So... I forgot you got those kind of weirdos out there doing that. Yeah. Well, it's not butter, yeah. Tom. It's better than butter, isn't it? Come on. I was because in my mind, in my mind, I was thinking like you know, if you're gonna have your honey on your toast, don't put honey on your toast, then put it in the toaster. That wouldn't work, would it? You, you, you'd put your honey on your toast afterwards. <laughs> you'd fuck your toaster up. Well, exactly. And then I was thinking, but then again, the bigger concern would be what lunatic is actually doing that in the first place? But yeah, just don't don't have hot honey, basically, guys. Okay. Yeah. Other, other key takeaways from this paper is they mention about if you're currently limiting sugar intake, they're not saying start smashing honey on the regular. They're not mm-hmm. saying like if you are somebody for any particular reason, you are limiting your sugar, it's probably not beneficial to suddenly start smashing loads of honey. Yeah. Um, the key takeaway really, guys, is this is about replacement. So what they're trying to get people to think about and start maybe doing is if you're currently using sugar, syrup, sweetener in like on your toast or in your teas or whatever, or in your porridge or overnight oats, Switching those, switching the <laughs> toaster, switching those to this raw honey from the two uh, things I mentioned—the false fucking acacia or whatever and black locust trees—could lower cardiometabolic risks. I mean, in my eyes, that sounds quite good. We'll go on to that in a second. Actually, I'll read out this little conclusion first for a backtrack. Um, and I quote: "Overall, these findings warrant further research into the effects of honey consumption, particularly for the effects of floral source and processing." Further, the results do not support the consideration by policymakers and those who issue the guidelines to designate honey as a free sugar, as honey, when taken in moderation, may offer a variety of benefits for glycemic control and lipid levels. Hmm. So I go back to what I said about the, the switching thing. It's quite an easy thing to do. Yeah. Like if you are someone who, because I know a lot of people who put syrup on their breakfasts, especially stateside, you guys love them. Um, what is it? Maple syrup, whatever the fuck it is in Canada, like over there, bacon and waffles and pancakes, whatever. Mm. By switching out maybe to a honey, you're still going to get that nice sweetness, but you could potentially be getting some benefit, health benefits as well. Admittedly, pricing could be a concern. That's a good so point, as actually. I was saying. Yeah, like, honey's not uh, cheap, is it? Yeah, that's a great I've point. I've had like a uh, craving for that you know thick white honey mm. you know like um, when you sit in the jars when it's got like an actual fucking beehive in the actual jar do you want me to right if I give guys a quick comparison so if I type in black locust raw honey because obviously it would be ma- cheaper just to buy the bees yourself and then well, you just like stuff. go into your loft and get your own honey Bulgarian locust tree honey that's different isn't it um, hang on raw acacia honey weather. that's £18 for 900 grams Jesus. Um, raw organic forest honey, 960 grams, cold press, unpasteurized. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I'm seeing some for like 17 quid here. Yeah, 17. If I go to Tesco now and see how much it would cost to get the base, because obviously we're in a cost of living crisis, so I'm fully aware of that. Yeah. Um, I don't people think they have to go and buy this fucking Gucci honey, but obviously if you want the health benefits, you're going to have to. I mean, if I look now at Tesco squeeze honey, clear 340 grams, that's £1.80. Yeah, there you go. So three servings of that is going to take you to under six pounds and you're going to have about the same. So it's a big difference. It's a, it was a significant difference. 
even if you compare it to like Manuka honey. Which is I mean, Manuka honey was like a, the big buzz bin, cra- wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Intended. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. in like Holland and Barrett, and that was like yeah, twenty quid a jar and stuff like that. Well, it's still eight pound for a tiny jar. This sounds like the kind of thing that those kind of fit influencers would be saying. It's like, oh, make this one simple swap. <laughs> it's like <laughs> twenty quid. Yeah, for twenty quid, yeah. So two hours wages. Hang on, there we go. Look at this, Tom. Tesco finest acacia honey, fridged to forty grams. It's only three pound fifty. There you go. That's not too bad. I mean, I'm not. Is it? Is it raw? I mean, it is Tesco, so I wouldn't trust that we sure the honey isn't sourced from horses or. No, that way. It tells you this one made by bees that forage on the acacia blossom. Probably said that completely wrong. I do apologise. Is it actually bees though, or is it bee-shaped horses? <laughs> bee-shaped horses. No, I'm still thinking about when they got caught having horse meat in their burgers. Oh yeah, good point. Uh, yeah. Anything can at this point. Are they bees? Or are they people dressed as bees? Just yeah, just literally making honey. <laughs> <laughs> making honey yeah and technically that's a loophole you could get around there and say well it, it is made by you know these bees these bees you know men in bee costumes or horses in bee costumes <laughs> no in Tesco I think though overall Tom if you're in a position to do so paper's pretty good I mean it's not bad like there is some potential benefit there uh, but once again it's one of those like it's not I wouldn't think of it as like a magic fucking nectar, like a magic elixir. Um, but it is something, as they mentioned, the key thing is that the replacement. So if you are someone who uses sugar for things or syrup or sweetener, maybe start using these honeys could be more beneficial if it's priced the same, if it's not really an issue for you to do so financially and it's available to you, why not? Give it a go. I mean, I've not been listening to anything you just said in the past 60 seconds because I was too busy thinking what would be more cost-effective. So I Google, like, how much is it to purchase a bee? <laughs> um, I mean, look, the Hive starter pack is going to be 695 quid. Hive starter pack? What yeah. the fuck are you looking 695 at? 695 quid. But to be fair, like, if you go down to, like, home base... Where are you going to put, or... put it, Tom? Well, as I said, in the loft, Bill. In the loft. Hive, you know... Get it straight from the source. And, uh, you know, Joe, you can even make your own one, like the neighbour's fence, if they're not looking, take down the neighbour's fence, make your own beehive. Because they're expensive, uh, aren't they, these little beehives? I ain't seen how much, how much does a bee actually cost? Well, how much does it start to cost? How much does it start beekeeping? Right, Extraction starter kit, but I mean, yeah, Jesus Christ. I mean, bees are very important. Fuck's sake, just give me a, give me a price. Oh, you've got to get the gloves and all that, ain't you? Well, yeah. I'll probably do without those or get my missus to buy, do all that. Buy a bee, right. Or you could buy a raw nuc- bee pollen. Oh, you could get a nucleus for 220 quid. What, what is... what? Oh, here we go. Oh, fuck this. I'll just go over to the field tomorrow and just find a bee. Colony, Can you buy of bees bee. off eBay? I've just found colony of bees, £4.49. £4.49 for a colony of bees? Hold on, let me just confirm this, guys. Um, mate. Oh, you've got to be a member. Fuck the honey. That'd be good for like, oh, self-defence. So, hang on, mate. Stand by. Um, I think it's a book. <laughs> It's oh, book. is it a book? Oh, it's a book. It's a book called a colony of bees. I was going to say, how how much did you say originally? How much? Four pound forty nine. I mean, four pound forty nine for a colony of bees would be a steal. <laughs> Absolutely steal, mate. I mean, I'd be buying bees all day long. You know, for, as I said, like making honey, self defence reasons, um, self defence through the sunroof of someone's car that I don't like. Buy ho- yeah, self defence. Buy wasps for that, mate. Wasps are more nasty, aren't they? Little fuckers. Self defence. You have like a giant paper mache bottle filled with bees that uh, you throw. At someone Brilliant. you don't like. God, right. Do you know, I read recently, uh, Cleopatra was one of the first people to actually have a vibrator. Was she? It was a, a holiday dildo filled with bees. Maybe she was one of the first people to have an itchy ass as well. <laughs> there you go. Depends where you put it. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
We have coffee back yeah, I definitely saw out the problem. There you go. We combined everything together. Nice, neat little package at the end of podcast. Oh, we yeah, we finished it lovely. A vibrator filled with bees to solve your anal fissures. Wow, so that's all the news this week, guys. Um, this has been a very interesting episode of the Chat Shit Get Fit Fitness News. Um, well, we have taken things to a new level. Um, we're a very serious podcast here, as you can tell. Yeah, hopefully it never gets this love level again, but uh, yeah. I don't know, mate. We'll find that next week. We'll find out. It depends on the news, mate. I we, we look at the articles and whatever comes out, comes out. No, I can't control the news. Where was on the Daily Mail that week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anal fissures. Right. Um, guys, obviously, thanks for tuning in to the, uh, the fitness news. If you are enjoying this... Uh, this podcast uh, as it is um, i mean what is there to love you know we've got we're talking about itchy asses honey cleopatra vibrators it's a fantastic podcast isn't it but if you are enjoying this our request this week is that you share this podcast on your socials so you know tell people that if they too are suffering with the need to get knuckle deep in the anus that this podcast is going to help them out so give it a share on your story on your feed whatever platform you are using um, and let people know this is the place to be on a weekly basis. Anything to add, Tom? Oh God, no, no. <laughs> okay, guys, it's been a it's been a pleasure as always, uh, and we will see you next week, same time, same place, for some more fitness news. See you soon. See you soon.